Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi. We'll try to uh, make the correct game time decisions uh, this evening, or at least uh, to the best of our abilities. Major League uh, Baseball once again takes center stage. The countdown is on. The start of the National Football League preseason is now just nine days away as both the Chicago Bears and the Baltimore Ravens have opened up uh, their training camps. We'll take a look at what's uh, going on with Baltimore and Chicago as the countdown uh, is on the uh, the Hall of Fame game next uh, Thursday night. And it's interesting. I don't know if you remember. I'm Gabriel Morenci alongside Cam Stewart. I don't know if you remember, Cam, but uh, normally normally the Hall of Fame game was on Sunday night. Yeah, it used to be on Sunday night. Exactly. Now Thursday? Yeah. Last, last, it up. last year it was on Thursday for the first ever, uh, first ever time. It used to be the, the the Hall of Fame game would always used to be like August eighth, August seventh. Yeah. My birthday is August tenth, so I sort of it's always sort of been that week of my birthday, the Hall of Fame game, uh, starting uh, earlier. Uh, now, August uh, the second, people are jonesing for football, buddy. But then it, then there's like a full a full week until everybody else jumps in, like uh, Baltimore and Chicago, are the only two teams uh, that are open for business right now as uh, they're preparing. Uh, for next uh, Thursday night's uh, football game, so we'll get a look at uh, Lamar Jackson like, uh, with the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Like next Lamar week. Jackson, I hope he does well, Gabe. Hope he does really well. Leaning, uh, leaning with the Ravens. Leaving ah, ah, Ravens. Our first NFL pick of the year. <laughs> I think the Bears are going to be a little bit improved from uh, from last year. With Trubisky. I don't know. He's going to get a bit better. We'll I don't see. know. Trubisky, yeah, Trubisky you know, should be a little bit better, but um, they have a rookie coaching staff. They yeah. have a neophyte offensive coordinator. Um, that uh, has zero National Football League experience. I think uh, the Chicago Bears uh, feel as though that's an advantage uh, for them. Um, you know, I know, um, what's the guy's name? Ryan Pace, the general manager yeah. of the Chicago Bears. He's, um, you know, he's speaking glowingly of the new coaching staff, about all the ideas, and that they're not, they're not a staff and they're not a team that discounts things. Like, if they see something that a high school team is doing and they like, they're going to do it. Like, the the Bears coaching staff has spent, like, the last couple of months basically throwing things they, on the table. Throwing every play out there. This one's working. This one. Yeah, yeah. so, they, like. They, they have to. Like, the new the offensive coordinator. Well, I don't know if this is the right approach to take. I don't know. If you're searching for plays. I mean. <laughs> Well, they got to find something, Gabe. They got to find something. So basically, like, Matt Nagy comes over. He's an Andy Reid guy. But my big concern with the Chicago Bears 
is the fact that Mark Helfrich is the offensive coordinator. Now, uh, Mark Helfrich uh, was the, um, you know, he was the offensive coordinator with Chip Kelly and the Oregon Ducks, but it was really Chip Kelly's offense. And then subsequently, after Chip Kelly uh, left, we saw that the Oregon Duck uh, program, those Ducks began to drown. Yeah. Quack, 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 quack. Yeah, they, those, were, they were actually bad ducks. There wasn't as many ducks in yeah. the pond as there used <laughs> they to were, be. They were getting shot by the hunters. Pew, pew, pew. Sitting yeah. ducks. So Mark Helfridge basically sort of ran yeah. a program that's run by Nike into the ground, which is actually pretty hard to do. Like, I could drink, like, 16 beers and a bottle of vodka, and I'd still go 8-4 with Oregon. <laughs> Yeah. If I was sober, I'm going nine and three. And if everything falls into place, I'll go ten and two, maybe eleven and one with, with some, these with some good biorhythms on top. Yeah, like yeah. so basically he was left, you know, he was left a gold mine, then he ran it into the ground, and for that he gets rewarded with now getting an offensive coordinator position in the National Football League. So basically Matt Nagy saying, you know, it's great. Helfrich is throwing stuff at us that they ran in college, and we're keeping some of it. And they will have an unpredictable offense, uh, but you know how did Chip Kelly's offense do in the National Football? Not League? very well, right? Not very well. Spread offenses. You look at June Jones's offense in the Canadian Football League; it doesn't work. All right, this the college style offenses do not work in the National Football League. You know, there's there's too much speed in which you just get your players killed. You spread it out, and, um, you know, there's a reason why no one does it. <laughs> no, you said it. There's the, a reason. The answer is linebackers there, and the guy, guys are getting, like, you, you do those quick hitches. They're already dead. The guy's on top. Of well, if you run, you run an option pitch play with yeah. your quarterback in college, whatever, man, your, your quarterback, Marcus Mariota is faster than every linebacker on the other team. Exactly. And then he gets to the outside, and he pitches it to, to a running back who's faster than everybody. You try to do that in the National Football League, Everybody's you stretch fast. it out, boom, your quarterback gets killed because the linebacker's <laughs> faster than he is, and then the running back gets smoked and fumbles the ball or gets hurt because they know what you're about to do all the time because that's what you do. Very similar to Hamilton right now. If you look at teams, they're just sitting on all of Hamilton's plays. That's true. It's like, whatever, dude. They Drop don't go back, they throw don't your go little six-yard hitch. We'll be waiting for it, and you'll have to complete. I've talked about this. When you do that dink and dunk stuff, you need to complete, like, 17 passes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen it, man. So it's like, yeah, you might be successful from year 15 to the yeah. 40, but as you get closer to the other team's end zone, everything starts tightening up, and then you always see these spread teams. Even in college camp, they're freaking screwed when they get to the eight-yard line. They're, they're screwed. They, you, there's nowhere to spread it out, and then suddenly they realize, you know what? We're not very good. And we can't just push our way into the end zone here. We've got to, like, and then, oh, well, we'll be kicking a field goal. Yeah, the end zone's tighten up. And you say it, when you're running that many plays, too, what are your odds of everyone being successful? Well, not that, very, not very good. It's like something, it's almost like gambling. I can win a few hands of blackjack in a row. Exactly. I can't win 13 hands in a row. Well, that's, that's kind of the way you, that's, that's why you'll you see yeah. Carson Wentz and, you know, Jared Goff and successful offenses, they attack. Yeah. Right? They'll attack. They'll try to pick up 28 yards yeah. in one chunk. Boom. We just went from our 30 to your 36. Suck on that. Yeah. Right? It didn't take us 12 yeah. plays. It's like the Bills. We'll try to do this and the then bill, run, run on yeah. first down. And then the, bills pick up that. Like, the Bills take all like, year yeah, to get down the field. Yeah, it's going to take 16 <laughs> plays. And everyone's going to have to do everything correctly in the entire drive. And that's not going to happen. 
eventually you're going to get stuffed on third down, right? And it's, oh, we're in a favorable third and three. <laughs> I don't want to be in third and three. No, I want, I want to keep three. it in first downs. First and ten, please. And second and twos. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, uh, the play calling, man, the play calling is so frustrating in football. It really is. Like, you know, I've said this a million times, Cap. The talent level in the National Football League is is not reflective on the best teams in the league. Who has more talent, the Cleveland Browns or the Minnesota Vikings? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have a lot of good players on their team. Yeah, After, look at the New England Patriots roster. Who's on it? Yeah, they got a lot of Chris Hogan's, Amendola's guys. running back yeah. is Rex Burkhead. Exactly, it's a system. You know what I mean? You know Julian Edelman. Um, you, know, you go down the list of guys that they have. They you know they don't have star players. It's coaching in the NFL. It's coaching, 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 coaching. In the NBA, it's yeah. do you have LeBron James or Steph Curry, right? <laughs> or, like, or Durant. Doesn't matter, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, Red Arbach could be coaching right now. What are you going to do? You're not beating the Warriors. That's a like, good point. Does it, like, there's no scheme to beat them. You know what I mean? Red's pretty old, though, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, no. <laughs> I know you're saying. No, you can, like, you, you can bring in a legend. You can, he's not going to do anything. You could bring Mike Krzyzewski yes, right now and say, all right, coach. How the hell do we match up with this team? How do we beat them? And he's going to say, we don't. Yeah. You can't. I don't, you don't have five players as good as their five players. You're not matching up with them. You know, in football, it's different. Like, you look at the NBA, there's massive disparities in the rosters. Look at the roster of the Brooklyn Nets and look at the Warriors. Or, you know, look, look at certain teams. Look at it's, Houston like, it's like a G League team. Next to the Orlando Brooklyn, Magic. Yeah, exactly. Right? So there's massive disparity you know, in, in the rosters. There's, the coaches are kind of helpless. A lot of good coaches in the NBA. They got crappy teams. What do you want the guy to do? Yeah, I can't stop James Harden from scoring thirty-eight. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? And it's just reality. Yeah. Hockey, same thing. Hockey, it's about the team. The oh, coach, what do you come doing? on? Me and you could coach yeah. a hockey team. What are you really doing? Yeah, no, what? Running I'm drills? I'm not saying that hockey wouldn't... coaches are useless. No, but they. Did. But all you're really doing is keeping the room in check. They're running generic plays. And come on. You played hockey. There's only so many things you could do. You're basically chirping at the bench. I would say you basketball. I mean? Come on, boys. Basket- the thing is. Head coaches, they don't even handle the uh, the line shifts. Yeah, that's, that's the assistants. I the assistants are the one they tap on the shoulder. The defensive coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You got an offensive guy line, and you got a defensive rotation guy. I'm going to tell you this though. Like, like you said, Ken, hockey is out of the mall. The le- like Listen, basketball you can has set a style in hockey. hockey. Some you good can. teams you'll you notice will have plays. Yep. But you're right. Hockey, a coach, all he can do is watch. What do you do the in hockey? The puck is bouncing around. It's a reactive check, sport. Forward, you set up, you score most goals on the PK. So you see, you see where I'm going with this. Football is yeah, a whole different chess. Football, the coach has control of the game. It's chess on grass. Yeah, if the coach wants to run on first down, like basically the Buffalo Bills do this under McDermott all the time. They think it's the smart thing to do. Well, let's run on first yeah. down and try to get four yards. They try no. to be old school. No, no. Everyone in the NFL knows that you're running on first down 80% of the time, McDermott. So they're stuffing the line on first down, and yet you continuously run into it. And then you put your quarterback in a second-and-eight situation. And with them, does You want to put Josh Allen and Nate Peterman in second-and-eights uh, uh, all the uh, time now? Uh, you'll be in big trouble. Yeah. There'll be a lot of picks. You know what I mean? You've got to throw on first down. You've got to mix it up. You can't just, you can't just say, well, you know what, we're going to play it by the book. Like, that's what drives me crazy about Bill O'Brien. Yeah, he's like one he, of those he coaches, coaches not too. to lose. Exactly. Well, we're on their 43. Let's try to pin them. 
No, so, Bob, you no. didn't pin him. It went in the end zone. Now it's on the 20. No. And, oh, look, he just ran for 13 <laughs> yards. It's on a 33-yard line, yeah, Coach. one play, it's even. We're pretty much right back to where yeah. we would have been if you would have just went for you it. You said but, it. And not enough people, and that's that's the beautiful thing about when you're watching college now. There's a lot more gambling going on because they understand. The math has been done. You can go for it to gave on four downs. Most of the times you're going to succeed. Yeah. You're going to succeed more than you fail. I want to go with, I want to go with something, too. It's kind of like a fight, too. I'd rather go down swinging, trying something, than just sitting there well, and taking punches. That's how Doug Peterson at the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. He was, he rolled the he dice. was a magician. He rolled the dice. He went, you know what I mean? He was aggressive at sure every was. opportunity as Crazy. opposed to. Great play calls. I can play it safe here, but. No, I'm going to throw to Foles like, in the dude, end zone. You're playing Tom Brady and the Patriots. They always get hot in the second half of the Super Bowls. Yep. You're going to have to go for the jugular. Yep. And they went for the jugular. Teams don't do that often, but. I swear, like, you know, you look at look at the talent the teams, King. I mean, uh, you look, look at the depth uh, on, let's uh, let's look at it, you know, you look at the uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have a ton of talent. Yep. So they're just useless. They're the Bills. Right? You know, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are good. Doug Peterson coached him to a Super Bowl. Yep, he did. Guy lost Carson Wentz. He won a Super Bowl with, with Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. I know. That was coaching. Uh, yeah. Bill Belichick, it's coaching. He's got Tom Brady, but for the most part, it's Brady, Belichick, and coaching and cheating. <laughs> and cheating, we can't forget. Sorry, but the answer, cheating. Yeah, we can't. We, can't, <laughs> we, we can't. We can't forget the, the play game. I can't. We can't forget the cheating part. Hey, kids, how are those balls doing? Yeah. So who's the who's the backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears? For the Chicago Bears uh, after Trubisky, it's a great question. I don't know. I'll look it up. Depth chart. Oh, Chase Daniel now. I like Chase Daniel. Ugh. I do. See, I was looking to take Baltimore in this game, but now Chase Chase Daniel's your ideal preseason oh, he, quarterback. And he's a guy been, that's been around a oh, while. Oh, yeah, Chiefs, Saints. He's, he's worked behind the best, too. Like him and all the years he had with Drew Brees, I guess that's they a just, good backup. Yeah, they just brought Chase Daniel in. Chase Daniel wasn't on the Bears before. Yeah. It's a good move for Chicago. I like it. They signed a, a two-year, $10 million contract. He's going to receive seven million guaranteed. Man, he's made a lot of money for a backup. This sure guy, has. Sure. What a what a what a job. Yeah. And he, he, this isn't a great contract. Too five million a year, but Still. he was the highest paid backup in the league for a couple of years at seven million with Kansas City. Yeah, which yeah. isn't bad. You're making seven million. Seven million dollars for a backup's a great fee. He's not even doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. He's showing up for practice. Yeah. <laughs> he never gets into the games either. Yeah, he replaces the departed Mike Glennon. Bye, my Mike. What a what a what a what a money! You want to talk about money burning, Mike Where, Glenn? Mike Glenn, why don't you just give Mike us Glenn the money? Signed? Yeah. Well, right now, I don't think I don't think he's with anybody. How's how's that contract doing? Yeah, none of this none of this crap is guaranteed in the NFL. It's a big scam. We told you, but we talked about Glennon. We said uh, we didn't like that move from the get. No, I've never been a no. Glennon fan. Oh, he's a big, tall, prototypical quarterback. Yeah, well, third, he also makes a lot of mistakes. The third quarterback they have is Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray. Yeah. Wasn't he North Carolina or Tennessee? That's it. Yeah. That big, that big kid there. Yeah, he's all right. Actually, Glennon signed on with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, oh so he's the third straight. <laughs> yeah. You got Bradford. Yeah, Brad. You, you Bradford, got Josh Allen. Ro- Rosen, uh, Rosen, and uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Yeah, you're thinking about the Bills, Gabe. You got to get Buffalo off your mind. Buffalo, Mike, and Mike Glennon is oh, your third both, guy. They're both named Josh. That's true. Mike Glennon, third string quarterback. Yeah. And I wanted Josh Rosen as the Bills. I would quarterback. rather. I would rather have Josh Rosen too. Yeah, they clearly like drafted the worst kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the kid with the, but and he, we we traded up a project. Too. He's more of a project for sure. I think he can be good, but I'd rather have Rosen. 
They figured the Rosen doesn't fit in Buffalo because he's a California. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Me too. Like I, it's, I, it's hit for or miss that, for, for them to go, okay. So you're telling me when Jim Kelly came from the Miami, uh, F- Florida, and he played at the Houston Gamblers, he was Buffalo. He fused into the city. Thurman I Thomas know, but he went was in from Oklahoma. Pennsylvania. But Gabe, I'm just saying though. I think that, that the oh, we want the blue car. It gets a bit of a cross. Well, you dropped the best day. I don't care if he's going to fit is, into Buffalo. This or not. is the oh, crazy ironic thing. Orchard Park. This is the crazy ironic thing because everyone always said exactly. Look, Josh Rosie's L.A. California guy. Yeah. You know where Josh Allen's from? California. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Good stuff. He's from San Francisco. Yeah. He just <laughs> went to Wyoming. Yeah. He's from the Bay Area. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is from California. Correct. He's pretty good quarterback. Green, Green Bay. Bay. Great point. Game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morency. Nine days until NFL football. Chicago Bears are excited right now about their offense, but that's because they haven't seen it on the field yet. <laughs> you look at their wide receivers. They are we br- ever going to see Kevin White make they, a play? They did bring in uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson, but the last couple of years in Jacksonville, he's really tailed off. Their depth chart is Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller. Uh, I like Anthony Miller. They've got Taylor point. Gabriel now. Not bad. And uh, and Kevin White, who... Who, yeah. Not, he's put a, I don't he's, know, it's year three right now. Fragile as glass, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is he fragile or is it bad luck? I don't know. Basically, I remember warning them at the time, not that they yeah. listened to me, but... West Virginia players don't pan out in the National Football no, League. I, I got to be honest with you. If we were GMs. I think if I have a def- they're few and far between. I'm not saying I don't know, no. man. Maybe off the top of my head, am I missing one? But you know, like Tavon Austin's really the only yeah. guy that's even lasted type thing in the NFL. Bruce, poor, Bruce Irvin has had a serviceable career sacking people. Oh yeah, yeah. The poor kid, Chris Henry, went to West yeah. Virginia. May he rest in peace. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, small sample size. Uh, but a lot, you're right. A lot of West Virginia players. Yeah, are, just are generally. Yeah. A lot of them go, get drafted high and they don't work out. Pac-Man Jones went to West Virginia. Oh, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, he's yeah. probably he's the best. Lot, he, he's probably you, the best. When you player. talk about the longevity of a career, Pac-Man Jones has done pretty good. Yeah, four Pro Bowls and. Uh, but let's take a look. Four at, uh, four shooting charges. Major Harris. <laughs> let's bring. Yeah, Major Harris was a great quarterback. Didn't pay. He's well, a CFL guy. Major, no, no, Major Harris, yeah. no. I'm just talking. And then you go to the next one. You go to Geno Smith, West West Virginia. Oh, that was the one. Nah, he was the big. Yeah, he was G- the Geno Smith guy. has done nothing. I remember at the time when Geno Smith and the, the NFL hype was building. I was like, these guys are nuts. 
It almost goes to show, though, the NFL scouts, they don't really watch college no, games. No. They watch tape of the game, and they, well, his arm and his foot. It's like, did you guys actually watch the games? Where he, like, uh, did you see, like, yeah, you can get a feel for him. Uh, let's bring big man on campus in. I know he watched uh, He watched the game. Mark Bulger went to West Virginia, too. Oh, Mark Bulger. Yeah, he's a mountaineer. Mark Bulger. Blast well, from the past. Yeah, yeah. What's, up, what's up, big hey, man? Big man. Oh, guys, I think it's important to mention, Gabe, it's not just the Big 12. It's this awful conference in general. They do not produce anything as far as talent at the next level. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah, that's actually a great point, big man. It's not just West Virginia. As a whole, you're I right. I would say Oklahoma, okay, but the rest of the schools were like, look at te- like Texas Tech, maybe one or two. It's no, just, it's true. As yeah, a whole, right. as a whole, if you yeah. look at the Big 12, who are the biggest impact players from the Big 12 in the National Football League? Like who's used to be. Well, Adrian Peterson, we went to Oklahoma. All right, a a- Adrian Peterson. Uh, let's say, what, what other guys Brandon in that conference? Eaton. Michael Crabtree from Texas Tech. Yeah, he's probably years. one of the better ones. Des uh, Bryant, Oklahoma yeah, State. State. Yeah. But still, when you could talk, compared to the Big 10 and other SEC. Now you look at the quarterbacks that have been drafted out of the Big 12. A lot of busts. Oh, yeah, let's go through that. Let's go. Big 12 busts. Oh, God. A lot, lot, lot of, um, yeah, you know, the, the Pac-12, the, 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 Pac the Pac-12 has had more success uh, than the Big 12 has, and for one reason or another. If you look at the National Football League right now, big man, the, 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 the three biggest conferences in the NFL, and it's dominant over, like, the last five years. Obviously, the SEC. Yep. The SEC is the number one football factory for the National Football League, and it still is, except the ACC uh, has spit out a ton of NFL You're players. Right. Good call. And, uh, and the Big Ten as well. I got to tell you. Like, uh, Michigan had 14 kids drafted two years ago. Yeah. Ohio State's spitting out, like, 10, 11 NFL players a year now. To your point about the Big Ten, though, take a look at the depth. Like, Ohio State, 10.5 wins projected. Wisconsin, 10.9. Like, when you want to talk about top-end depth, the Big Ten's, the, in my opinion, the best conference in college football. And, and you guys, if you look at it, like Troy Aikman, I think we could agree, is probably the most successful quarterback to ever come out of the uh, Big 12. You look at since then. Yeah, I mean, but he was the, really, he's really, he's, he's really packed well. He's really a UCLA yeah. Bruin. Right. He transferred. He I went to Oklahoma. You, and he, okay, he, all so of his success, go. all of his success was, was at UCLA. Sure. Yeah, at UCLA. And, and that's more of the problem. That would be, you know, your, your most successful other than that would be, I guess, Sam Bradford. I mean, because you know what's funny, big man? Barry yeah. Barry Switzer, because Troy Aikman wasn't an option quarterback, right? And yeah. Barry Switzer ran the option and won national championships. And it was funny. He actually told Aikman, listen, you're so good. You're so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not my traditional quarterback, but, you know, we want you on the team. And as soon as Aikman got there, basically Switzer was like, yep. Listen, we need you to run the option. (laughs) (laughs) So Barry Switzer wanted to take Troy Aikman and run the option. Aikman was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to UCLA. And it's probably probably a pretty good move uh, that he did. But you're you're right. I mean, look Look at at Texas. You got Vince Young, but Colt McCoy, most of a backup, all of West Virginia. It's it's tough. It's tough sledding in the Big 12, guys. It's a hideous conference. I've made that clear. I've tried to, you know, Gabe and I have talked about that. Uh, it's just dreadful. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, just from every standpoint, on the field, and then after the fact, it's just ugly. Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips is ranked as one of the biggest Big 12 uh, yep. busts, but he was, he was right in college. Oh, yeah. Come on. The guy had a wicked college yeah, career. He tried to kill people. So yeah, that's, 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 that's why yeah, it's, it's not the, really It's football. a negative connotation about the rest of his life. <laughs> but it is true. Like, skill. even – 
Now Nebraska, guys, is in the Big Ten. But going back uh, in the years yeah. when Nebraska used to be over there, they used to produce a lot of stars and that would be bust in the NFL as well. Like the Big Eight days, too, didn't produce NFL guys. No, it's a college right. conference. It's a college yeah. conference. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. It's college football. Yeah. Uh, not, not to disparage it, but it doesn't translate to the NFL. It does, and not does. for nothing, it's, pretty, it's a pretty bad conference as far as winning, too. I mean, when do they ever win a national title? I mean, seriously. I mean, they, I they mean, never do. I mean, and look at the style of football they play, too, big man. I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's trash. entertaining. Now, now, but what's the closest style to NFL football? The Big Ten. Yeah. Big Ten is like Grind a defensive you know, AFC North type of stuff. SEC is like NFL light. In, yeah. As far as style and yeah. scores, you look at the scores. Yeah, right. They're like NFL scores, twenty-eight seventeen. Instead like, of a beer, it's a little higher yeah. scoring recently. The SEC. Gabe, it's a Zima. <laughs> it's not even like a real <laughs> brew. It's it's white. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys now. Looking at this, the the great point you guys bring up. Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech, now starting for Kansas City. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little bit scared after this big what conversation, a, big man. I've said a game. <laughs> I've said a game before. That is one of the more head-scratching draft picks I've ever seen. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, especially meaning that they traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't even make any sense. I mean, how does this guy fit in Andy Reid's offense? I mean, can someone explain that to me? Because I don't seem to understand it. You know, I know what was strange is I actually watched, like, pretty much every one of his games. Yeah. And – it's not like, oh, he's a Texas Tech guy. He's not a system guy, you know, and they were 11 and 1. He was on a 5 and 17. I know. Right? Like, if yeah, you're really not. that guy, then he would have led him to a couple of victories, as opposed to, it's back to what I said. He didn't lead him to victories. He made a couple of big throws that NFL guys are like, ooh. Yeah. They're like yeah. porn producers seeing big tits. That's a good point. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, man, yeah. look, at, look at that bomb, right? Yeah. And. They, you know, he's got his yeah. zip to his football, but you're right. It's a West Coast offense. You know, no no spread quarterback's ever been successful. You yeah. go back to Colt Brennan and, yeah. you know, all these Colt guys. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, Donovan McNabb, I guess maybe you could say. But, Syracuse. You know, he, he, was, he was somewhat successful in that, but, I mean, they're, yeah. they're few and far between, you know. But I don't look at yeah. I don't look at McNabb and Syracuse as that. Yeah, it's not the same. Dino Babers is there now. Now it's it's that spread yeah. stuff, right? But right. thought of it could throw the football. A you're, bit. you're right, Gabe. The Big Twelve is like a porn star with beautiful breasts and whatever, and then the sex scene comes and it's a it's a real clunker. Hot cheerleaders though. Yeah, very hot. <laughs> the TCU, the TCU like every... Lady Frogs. Yes, yes. Texas and it's like kind of like... kitchen. When I saw the Kim Kardashian sex tape, and I thought, wow, this is going to be epic. I mean, Kim is so hot. I mean, she's gorgeous. And then I saw, wow, you know, this is bad. I mean, what the hell am I watching right now? It's just ugly. And I'm sure we're upsetting <laughs> a lot of people right now. But no, no, we honestly, it. what is one of the most overhyped sports programs in America? Texas. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Texas this, Texas that, Every Texas year. What football, have you done? What Texas have you done football. Lately? It's like, guys, yeah. Yeah, you want well, to Vince Young. You won with Vince Young. It was a hell of a game. It was probably the best college football Durant. game ever. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they didn't win. Texas basketball I mean, didn't no, win, you know. Do they really just – you could make the case they're the most overrated uh, sports program in America. I mean, what what if they really win? I mean, this is this is a, an athletic program with their own TV network. I mean, how delusional Yeah, but you are combine you? it, like, I mean, no Final Four appearances. Where's the Final oh. Fours even? 
Like, you look at Michigan. Michigan spits Final Fours up on the board every couple of years. Yeah. Big-time football program. Michigan, Michigan's well-rounded. They're big, every, everything they do, they do well, quite Michigan, well. Yeah, that's the thing. Michigan's good at, like, tennis yeah. and swimming. And, you know, they're, they're hardcore about it all. They take it all seriously. But we'll see. But I actually think Texas comes around this year a bit. Oh, yeah, they'll be improved. They better. Texas, I mean, and, ten- Texas and Tennessee are the most overrated athletic programs in America. That's a great point. Well, big te- man. Tennessee's yeah. very overrated. Tennessee, Rocky Top, come on! One thing with the Tennessee fans; these guys are so delusional. Like they think they actually think they're on par yeah. with Bama and stuff. Kind of like, like guys, kind of like, like, like that cop in Vegas at the Tennessee shirt. Yeah. He, he thought his teams were better than they really were. You know, like Tennessee, you're essentially like the Indiana of the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, what you I mean? are. Yeah, you were maybe. No, uh, they really yeah. never win, and they and they act like there's some big SEC power, and that they should be talked about. Like like you said, with Alabama and with Florida and all these teams, this team hasn't won absolutely anything. I guess, and if, I guess if you consider this a win, they did win the Cotton Bowl back in 2004. Uh, but as far as anything, they, they won have, with T. Bart. They won the championship. Yeah. I will say this: that was with Jamal Lewis, the yeah, running yeah. back some on the Baltimore Ravens. Some, some yeah. of their pros have been good, though. Like, take a look at that's, that. That's, that's, that's what the, that's the Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Very Hurt's good going to be good. Jamal oh, Lewis, God, Tennessee have been a they're, NFL they're football an NFL factory. Yeah, they find the two good guys, and they both turn out. In the old days, well, they well, were well, wide receiver. You. Jason Carl, Witten, Jason Witten, Jason right Witten, Carl yep. Pickens. Yeah, I love Carl Pickens. Um, you, you, I go down the list. Price. Oh, yeah, Peerless Price. Uh, remember the the guy on the Cowboys in the old days when they were good, Alvin Harper. Alvin Harper was he good. was a star at Tennessee. Corderell Patterson went to Tennessee too, didn't he? Speed returner, but he hasn't done too much in the NFL. I think he's Very South fast. Carolina, isn't he? No, I think he's Tennessee. I think he is Tennessee. Yeah, he's a volunteer. Cordell Patterson. Yeah, he's guaranteed. He's Tennessee. Uh, guarantees is a strong word. You know, what, what's I, the what's, no, what do you Tennessee. say? I say game. Clock. I say Tennessee. I say he's game. Ten- clock. Okay. He, he's Tennessee. Yeah, come on, you got to be he's right from this South one. That's after the trivia last week, he's from it's South Carolina. He's from South you're Carolina. Right, he's he born in South Carolina, and he went to Tennessee. Okay, so you're right. Hey. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, it's okay. He plays for the Patriots now, so it'll be great this I'm year. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> I said I said he was a Gamecock. Yeah. Hey, hey, by the way. He actually is from South Carolina. That's though. the funny thing. <laughs> What's that, big man? Did you hear the breaking news uh, in uh, entertainment? No. Demi Lovato has been rushed to the hospital after what appears to be a heroin overdose. No shit, really. <laughs> Very sad. TMZ, that beautiful girl. It doesn't look like, wow, amazing. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah you know, she's had uh, she's had depression uh, issues, this woman. I, uh, I'm saying. People don't understand, big, big man. It's, uh, it, this epidemic, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, out, it's out of control, actually. It's, T- T- TMZ's got it all. Lamar Odom in Hooters altercation. Gunshots fired. Hooters altercation. They get everything. Scary moment for Lamar Odom. Someone pulled a gun and fired multiple shots during an altercation with the NBA star. Here's what we know. Cops were called to a Hooters in Queens, New York, in the early hours of July 20th after gunshots were fired. We've learned witnesses told police that Lamar and his group of friends were leaving a restaurant when they got into a verbal altercation with another group. Part of the argument was captured on surveillance. Witnesses uh, told cops a man from the group pulled out a gun and fired multiple shots into the air, but nobody was hit. Wow. Uh, NYPD actively uh, searching for the shooter. I mean, it's almost a foregone conclusion. Lamar Odom's going to be involved at some point in something. He's bad, a magnet. Right? 
He's just a magnet just for chaos, this guy. He is. Yeah, he is. He he is. Like, he can't he's get a good guy. Uh, he's minding his own business in a Hooters, and someone pulls a gun on him. Trust me. When I'm he's watching the show exactly. with my girlfriend, and she's cheering for Lamar Odom and says, get these bitches. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, she was like, come on. Like, what's Lamar got? Like, he, you're right, Gabe. He's just, he's always around bad, bad He's kind of like Pac-Man Jones. Like, he's kind of the NBA version of that. Yeah, but he's nicer. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones, Pac-Man Jones is a bad is, guy. Hey, no, but he's innocent. The last thing he didn't deserve that shit in yeah, the airport. Let's not make him like an angel no. because for once in his life, some guy <laughs> he's like, no angel. And we don't even know what Pac-Man said to that yeah, guy before the he game. He might have tell him you're a jabroni or f off or something. You never know. Yeah, that's a good point, Gabe. But anyway, I'm on Pac-Man's side for that one. <laughs> There's also another thing here. Here's Odell Beckham. I've seen that. Yeah. Odell Beckham is being accused of a woman, supposedly offered a woman $1,000 to have sex. See, once again, he's just being a nice guy. Yeah, he's and, I don't believe that. $1,000 uh, seems pretty low. Yeah, but it sounds like she's trying to extort him again yeah. because uh, it's the same crap. She says uh, she also has evidence on video that uh, he's a heavy drug user. And he was beat up in a bathroom or something. And Odell, Odell Beckham, he's got to stop going out. <laughs> Like, he's the type of dude, yeah, the right. same thing. Like, people are parasites around yeah. him. He's yeah. a good kid. But, no doubt, you got to stop. You can't hang with any of these chicks. You can't, like, you can't I, go to clubs. I'm gonna you use, can't be around yeah. these people. I'm going to use you as an example when you're doing the late-night shows, right? When you're doing something, idle hands are the devil's playground. You can't get into trouble. If you're going to go out and on the town, people are going to look to extort you. They're going to look to set you up for a fight. They're going to interrogate you. And I'll tell you something, big man. If I was a rich guy, i just have a piece of property she and invite wants... all my buddies there. and No cameras. This chick's Pretty got a simple. lawyer. she got a lawyer. She wants $225,000. For what? For him propositioning her for sex? So he claims. So she claims. That's... Or she's going to release. That's extortion. She's like, got she's... no case. Yeah, like... You got nothing. The life of an NFL player I know. Nowadays, Seriously, huh? it'd be very frustrating. Like, uh, every time you meet... You don't know if they're going to try to, like, rob you. James Harden, I'm telling you, big man, James Harden's going to invite the wrong Instagram model to his room one night before a game. Great like, point. You, these multi-billionaire guys are taking chances with complete strangers because they got nice asses on Instagram. I would imagine there, there's some sort You're better of off, like, no, you just hire out a hooker. Uh, that, that, that's serious. You don't go to a club and, like, start offering these chicks no. and party in front of them. You do it with professionals who do this. Yes. Like Garoppolo did with, with Kiara Mira, but she sold him under the bus. Uh, everybody but I, I want to know, so what's the deal? So what, it's, it's not okay for Beckham to offer a chick, but it's okay everyone for Garoppolo? For Garoppolo to go to no, uh, double standard with an escort. Double standard. Yeah, it seems that way. Well, I think she's definitely this one here. She's definitely trying to do some extortion stuff. But as far as, like, most James Harden people like that, I would think there's some sort of waiver that these chicks sign or some kind of – um, you know, deal making sure that there's no phones. There's no. I, I've actually heard interviews, Gabe, with random celebrities. Like I heard an interview one time with that guy, the the situation, that cat from uh, Jersey Shore, and he was telling Howard Stern that, like late in his career, he had almost hire a bodyguard and basically have women sign consent forms, hand their phones, and kind of the way Derek Jeter did things. Um, and he's kind of pretty smart when he But that's yeah, what I I've heard doing. Chris Brown. Chris Brown does the same thing. Yeah. He's got like a security, so it's almost like an airport cam. You want to go into Chris sure. Brown's house, you got to leave your phone and everything. I like it. Yeah, you like it, except the women don't like it. Once he ties them up, oh, and yeah. they can't have, there's no way out. That's a good point. It's like taking your passport. It's, it's, yeah, it's not good when you're yeah. trapped. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sounds like a good idea in theory. Yeah. All good till he starts biting you in the face yeah. like he did Rihanna.
No biting. All right. Big man on campus with us. Uh, we'll hit some uh, college football on the other side. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yesterday, we talked about the kid on the Iowa Hawkeyes who was so drunk, he tried to get into the uh, passenger seat of a uh, police cruiser. (laughs) Cops actually asked him, hey, kid, what are you doing? What are you trying to get into a cop car for? And uh, he thought it was his Uber. Really? Funny thing is, he's actually um, Big Ten, all academic, too. Tough night. I don't know, you know, really. I'm starting to wonder what they actually uh, do in class uh, over yeah. there in Iowa. But I, I had a local cop pick me up, Gabe put me in, uh, drive me to the beer store. Yeah, but this cop didn't pick this kid up. No, 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 he wasn't he, doing a nice he, thing. He picked he, him up, picked him him up, up the station. to come to the station. Exactly. So I'd say once in a while you get a nice ride <laughs> if you're nice and you beg. So I told people yesterday, I said, guys, this will happen on a daily basis from now uh, for the next, like, month leading into the college football season and NFL, the arrests will start to pop up, and especially in college, though, because the kids are starting to show up at campus now and stuff, right? You got practice coming up. They're on campus. They're getting hammered. It's the summer. Hey, kids will be kids, but um, here's Ohio State. It's rare that a coach gets kicked off for doing something, but the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes fired their, I guess he's their wide receiver coach, because uh, he was accused of uh, multiple domestic uh, violence uh, incidences. Not good. Ohio State, uh, Urban Meyer. Like, no, uh, Ohio State would be up at the top, but then there's Michigan State, Gabe. Well, Michigan, Michigan State be. takes it to a new nah, level. Nah, but I think Ohio State are actually worse. In the whole scheme of things? Yeah. That's tough. That's a good battle royal. I was going to say Ohio State uh, didn't molest gymnasts like Michigan State no, did, they but, did, but uh, I guess they just touched the balls of uh, wrestlers and grope wrestlers, so whatever. That's, you know, whatever. Those wrestlers could have pushed the doctor off. I mean, yeah. the little 14-, 15-year-old girls on the gymnastics yeah. team, a little bit different. All yeah, right, let, let's talk some SEC football. Big man on campus. <laughs> nice segue. Great segue. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> All right, uh, big man, a college team in, in the SEC, we are talking about Tennessee, uh, thinking they're like Alabama, is Alabama right now. And it was media day, I guess yesterday, in Atlanta. And uh, Atlanta, um, Alabama are overwhelming favorites to win, uh, to win their division once again. Georgia is the favorite to win their division. Do you see any changing of the guard uh, yet, uh, big man? Or is Alabama still the, the kings of the SEC? I think I think they're on paper they'll win their side, but I'll I'll tell you this: I don't think they're going to win the SEC. I, I have a feeling that Georgia is going to find a way to get the job done. I think they're on paper. I, I'm really excited about this Georgia football team this year. You know, you love what you see at the running back position. Obviously, defensively, they're always very good. And I got to tell you, I mean, I know Alabama generally reloads, and you know, obviously, they're one of the favorites, but. 
I'm a bit concerned. I mean, there's a lot of no-name guys on this team as far as guys that we don't know. There's not a lot of proven talent here. There's a lot coming in. Obviously, a lot of recruits coming in. But again, you know, how's that quarterback session going to work out? Just because this guy had one good half, is he going to be able to handle a team for a full year? How will that handle, you know, how will Jalen Hurts handle that? Are there are these receivers good enough? Is their secondary good enough? I've heard some concerns about you know their secondary. Look, we know they reload every year, but there's not a lot of proven names really, other than some guys on the defensive line. I'm kind of a little bit more down on them this year. Um, I think Georgia on paper looks really impressive as we head into the season. You know, a team that everybody's talking about, about Auburn. Well, Auburn. Some people are talking about Auburn as legitimate national championship contenders. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I see them losing a couple of games. Their win total's nine. Yeah, it's a little high. Is their win total nine? Yeah. A team, a trendy team right now, and let's get their win total up here. The South Carolina game, uh, Cox. Ooh. South Carolina. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Wool Muscamp uh, fan, but he's got a lot of talent right now, uh, big man. The schedule is a very favorable one uh, for the Gamecocks as well, but... Um, the SEC media did predict the Gamecocks to finish in second place uh, behind the Georgia Bulldogs uh, wow. in, in the, uh, what is it, the East over there? I'm, I'm glad you brought them up, Gabe, because I was going to try to mention that if I had a chance. I think Jake Bentley's a guy that can just take a step forward and be a really high-level quarterback. They have a kid at that university named Debo Samuel, receiver. He got injured early last year. Without him, they were a totally different football team. This is one of the best receivers in the the entire nation and you can mark that down he's an incredible talent he can do it all they have a great running back in Rico Dowdy as well and you know uh Will Muschamp's always going to have a high level defense I think they're a team in in the uh in that state and that, in that area that you I think you got to worry about you're starting to get some Muschamp guys in there the recruits are coming in um I agree with you I think they're a team you really got to look out for because they have a lot of playmakers on offense and we know their defense is always going to be pretty solid they get Georgia wow. in week two. They're twenty to one to win the SEC championship. Compared, they're probably probably not. Be I like Alabama. a little bit more. Yeah, you want about thirty. But um, I tell you, they get Georgia in week two. It's a big football game sure uh, for them, and uh, there's a lot of early, early big games uh, this year. Um, you know, Mississippi State's an intriguing team, uh, big man. To me, you know, I wonder. I know they got the quarterback back, and I know that they're loaded. Mullen's a great coach, and he's done a great job there, but he's no longer there right now. And he's so good, there has to be a drop-off, yet people really aren't seeing it. There's a lot of hype about this Mississippi State team this year, big man. I think they could win 10 games. I think Joe Moorhead might be inheriting maybe one of the best incoming rosters you can have. I mean, you bring back a lot of starters. You bring back an absolutely dominant defensive line I mean, they might have the best defensive line uh you know probably in that conference i mean you bring back a high level quarterback a lot of their tough games are at home i mean florida auburn a&m all coming to starkville uh, and moorhead as we know is a dynamic offensive mind with what he has at his disposable uh quarterback wise i think they could be a real interesting team i don't know if they'll be as good as they were a few years ago when they flirted with the number one ranking but I think he's going to really do some good things. Finally, um, you know, capable you – know, after Dan Mullen, you get a capable guy in there. You have a pretty good defense. Nick Fitzgerald might be an outside Heisman guy to maybe take a look at. What team do you think is going to regress, big man, uh, 
LSU, uh, they look like a program that it's just too tough. Alabama, Georgia, Auburn. You guys talk about Mississippi. I saw seven and a half I saw, I saw for some, LSU. I saw some seven, seven and a half. Yeah. yeah, now they're six and a half up. It's seven and a half. I wanted to go under. I don't think LSU wins eight football games this year. People are on down there. to six and a half, big man. <laughs> wow, that's man. Never thought you'd see the six and a half next to the LSU Tigers, Tigers name. Well, you know, Gabe, uh, you're coming into the season this year. We uh, we're excited, <laughs> but I do I do think we'll take a bit of a step back uh, down here in Bayou Country. We had a couple, a little bit too much jambalaya. Uh, we got a couple good recruit coming in. Uh, we got a new quarterback. Defensively, we're going to be strong, but you know, I got to tell you, I don't know long term how we're going to do. SEC always tough, um, but yeah, listen. They got I, a murderous schedule. Yeah, too. <laughs> they, they do. Yes, that's that's what I was going to mention as they came out of the uh, the Edwards on accent. But that's um, a great job. Yeah, look, yeah. I, I'm always <laughs> I always enjoy them on the defensive side of the ball game. They're always hard hitting. You talk about a team that puts a lot of players in the NFL, uh, LSU, yep. particularly on the yep. defensive side. But you start out the season, you get Miami. That's uh, probably a loss. You get Auburn. You got to go to Auburn. I mean, you're going to start out your season and or you know one and two. Um, you know, then you have some, you know, obviously a tough schedule in conference. They didn't do themselves any favors scheduling uh, early on. Yeah, I, I'm concerned with them. Can they score enough points? And that's always the problem for LSU. Um, but with all the talent surrounding them, I think they're definitely peak team to take a step back. And again, is Ed Orgeron a guy that can coach? He's a good recruiter. I think we all know that, but I'm not sure he's a guy I would have named long term there. I know the boosters kind of enjoy him, and I think some of the people like him down there because he's from that area. But I think it's up to in the air how good of a coach he really is. He likes that chicken on a stick from the gas station. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it down there. There's a, there's a woman that works there, big, uh, big chicken on a stick. Fan. She's very good, make a very good chicken on a stick. I want to say hello to her when I got out of the uh, yeah, Very good. What he mixed? What he mixed uh, about uh, about Mississippi? He's like, oh, they're the best chicken on a stick down at the uh, the Exxon gas station. It's like, dude, you're the football coach of an SEC team. You eat, what do you eat? Like, what you eat dinner at like Seven uh, Eleven? And it goes to Golden Corral. Yeah, that's like I a guess down there out. Yeah, yeah, it's a big night out for him. Actually. That's right. Golden Corral is a special night. <laughs> Well, the great thing about Exxon is down there, you can get all your stuff in one. You can go get gas. You can have dinner. You can get your groceries. And, uh, you know, you can go to the ATM and get some money out. So you, you have a, a one-stop shop down there at That's Exxon. That's when you're giving up on life. I've done it. I kind of like it, Gabe. Yeah. I've done it. Where I'm just, like, so miserable. And I'm like, whatever, man. I'm just eating at 7-Eleven. And I'm like. I'm going to go out when, one when, time today. And I'm going to go. When they, when they 7 11s not so bad. like, would you like some wings? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, what yeah, the yeah, hell? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, good. give me the nachos, the wings. Give me a couple of those. Dude, so. their burritos and, and hamburgers are actually quite satisfactory. I, just, I've had a lot worse. Stay away. Stay away from the packaged, like, cold sandwiches. Like, yes, you know, the egg salad. Yes, yes. Like no tuna, egg salad, bad, bad, No bad. sushi either. No sushi. No. Their breakfast sandwiches are good, too. They do a little, like, kind of McDonald's imitation, uh, you know, English muffin sausage. Yeah, we kind of have um, we kind of have that out here. We have something called Wawa. It's kind of similar where you, know, you make, you make like, you know, they make sandwiches for you and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible, but Exxon is more of, like, a ga- it's like Texaco. It's like an old gas station. Yeah, Texaco. Place, huh? yeah, they yeah. got it all. <laughs> all right. So yeah. my dad used to work for Golf. Remember good old Golf, the oh, big yeah, side yeah, of the sure, orange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. So yesterday was SEC Media Day. I believe today is actually the Big Ten. 
uh, media day, and um, the pressure is starting to uh, starting to mount on Jim Harbaugh up there in Ann Arbor right now. Good the honeymoon moment. is clearly over. Results. You know, he's not on the hot seat right now, but clearly he's on the national hot seat, and he's under the national microscope. He's a guy that you either love him or you hate him, and the media likes to build people up and take them down. So, there, you know, he's he's got to get results. And the fact is, there's only one win against uh, Michigan State and Ohio State through three years. It's not good enough at one and four. We know he's got the quarterback now, but it's more than just about Shea Patterson. This football teams, it's a, it's a pretty deep one. I'd say the only weakness with this team, guys, is the offensive line. And I'm not overly concerned. I believe that Harbaugh has recruited well enough and the O-line will play well enough. And now you've got Patterson, a, a quarterback, an elite, uh, an elite level quarterback. But the skill position guys are yeah. there. This Peoples-Jones kid, big man, you know him. He's a good wide receiver. And, and you know, you look at Tariq Black and you look at Peoples-Jones, you can't judge these kids, man. They had John O'Corn and yeah. uh, and these other stiffs. They had a lot throwing, of bad quarterbacks. in the freaking football. Now they got a real quarterback. We can see Michigan skill position players shine a little bit. Chris Evans and Higdon both back uh, as running backs. You've got wide receivers back. You've got Patterson. The defense is freaking stacked. There's a lot to like about this Michigan team, and I'll be disappointed if they're not a 10-win What team. an opener versus Notre Dame out of the gate. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like. I yeah, wish we I, didn't. I, yeah, I, I wish their schedule wasn't so tough. The Big Ten schedule is also already brutal enough. Yeah. You know, Ohio State are playing New Mexico yeah, State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, Urban geez, Meyer. You got to go play. We got to. We got to go to South Bend, yeah. but <laughs> that's a nice confidence building win if yeah. they get it. I think Michigan wins that game out of the gate too, big man. Yeah, I've I've told you, Gabe. I'll tell anyone that will listen. It, Michigan is going to win the national title this year, and you can mark that down. This team Ooh. is absolutely stacked. I love what they have, and I'm going to go on record as saying this as well. I think what it all ends for Shea Patterson, he will be the most talented quarterback to ever go through that university. They have not had a lot of good ones lately. They really haven't. I mean, how long has it been? I mean, seriously, you know, you're a fan, game. I mean, you look at. I think you made a great point about the receivers. Look at who they had to throw to them. Look at who they had calling plays. Tim Drevno, for Christ's sakes. I mean, this has been an offense that's been bogged down by bad quarterback play. That's gone now. I think this offensive line, you have some pretty good uh, depth as well. I mean, when John Runyon is a backup for you, that's pretty good depth. I mean, you have a great running game here. I think you have among the best defense in the country. As, as, as annoying as they were last year, they were third, I believe, in total defense in the country. This is a team with... Rashawn Gary is a guy that I think a lot of people are going to get to know over the next year or so. Uh, Devin Bush is an All-American linebacker. Their yep. secondary has produced a lot of talent over the years. I think this team is poised for a big-time year. 6-1 to one to win the Big Ten Championship, too. Ohio State plus 137, yeah, Wisconsin 4, Penn State plus 4. 6-1, to one if you think they can win the national yeah, championship. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing. I disagree with Gabe. I think he's squarely on the hot seat. I think if he can't produce this year, I think you have to take a good, hard, long look at Jim Harbaugh. I mean, because at what point are you going to say to yourself, when are we going to win? I mean, when are the boosters going to say, at what point are we going to win here? Because I would say after next year. This year's his final. No, I would say next year. Two years? Yeah. This year, eight or nine wins won't be good enough. Like, they're going to have to be in the mix. And. As you stated, he was brought there to beat Ohio State. He hasn't done it. Exactly. That's what right. this comes down to. Yes. It's very simple. It is. And this, is, and this league, I'll tell you what. I mean, Penn State's going to be down this year. They can't go much farther up than they were last year. 
I'm still a bit concerned about Michigan State. You know, some of the off the field problems. That's the one sleeper, though, Tony. dude. That's the one sleeper. They're so stocked and so loaded. Antonio's a good coach. He is. But you know, you look at Michigan to make yeah, the playoffs. I, the odds, guys, like they're they're in the mix. I mean, look, Alabama's minus two fifty to make the playoffs. Clemson's plus one thirty. Ohio State's plus one forty. Georgia's plus one forty. Michigan's plus one seventy five. You know, I'm telling you, if Michigan only lost one game with the schedule that they had, they'll make the playoffs, definitely, right? Definitely. So that's the thing. No Big Ten teams ever lost twice and made it, though. I don't think there's any argument, though. This is this is the uh, top to bottom, other than Rutgers, this is an unbelievable conference. I mean, every team in this conference is solid. I mean, even like your Purdue now, Nebraska's got an up-and-comer. Uh, Iowa will be very good. They avoid some of the big boys this year, uh, get a lot of the big games at home. Uh, Michigan State's interesting, but I wonder, I mean, is Lewerke going to have enough there as far as weapons? I mean, L.J. Scott's gotten progressively worse over his career. Um, I- I'd hope they surprise, but I think they're going to be a little bit more down than people might think. To me, it goes to Ohio State or Michigan. Um, I think Iowa could be interesting, maybe. Who's a good sleeper there, big man? Purdue, uh, their win total, five. Uh, do you think you th- They looked uh, heavily improved last year. Do you think they keep up the momentum? Well, I, listen, I mean, they, they have the quarterbacks to do it. I know they did lose a little bit, though. I they think lost Mark a lot Kelly of talent. Could be a step yeah. back yeah. this year. Five wins. Yeah. I, I, I would say Iowa or Northwestern. I think Clayton Thorson's an interesting ca- character, but I like Iowa. I mean, always a good defense. Nate Stanley was a good quarterback. Uh, they probably have the best defensive line in the conference. I um, mean, you look at this schedule, they get Wisconsin at home. They don't have to play Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State. Iowa could be a team that maybe fraudulently at the end of the season is maybe undefeated. You could you can make that argument. They could maybe get to that mark, and you're just going to say, I was here, they haven't beaten anybody, and they're ranked 11th, look where they are, and then they get beat in the uh, championship. I'm not even a Michigan guy like you, Gabe. Their schedule is BS, and Iowa, their schedule is so much easier. It's ridiculous. Northwestern, yeah. real good football team. Keep your eye on these guys. All right, always a pleasure, big man. Follow big man on campus at Jeff Nadu. Thanks, uh, big man. Later, big man. Thanks, guys. See ya. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Level two. Thanks to Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadu, for joining us on the program. We'll get into some baseball trends uh, of the day. Don't forget. 
you can still win tickets to the 2018 yep. World Series. Courtesy of DKMS, we're giving away more World Series tickets. This time is to the winner of a free DFS baseball contest. The contests are sponsored by DKMS. They're looking for your help in a fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. Well, 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause, and you can also win 2018 World Series tickets by playing free daily fantasy baseball by going to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS, your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. <laughs> That's a great tagline there. I like that. You know what we're going to bring back, Gabe, for football season because we do it with baseball? It was fun to get the listeners and the callers on. So someone's uh, life is. Oh stick. no, that's I don't what I'm know saying. if it's a laughing matter. No, thing. no, it's not a laughing matter. It just sounds good. Like it's just a really good tagline there. Before you used to get a kick out of me saying the word benevolent. Yeah, it's benevolent. <laughs> it's benevolent stranger. That's why I love when you read it. It's the best. And you go padres instead of padres, but we all do stuff. I do a lot of. I say a lot of things that are uh, different. A benevolent stranger. Yeah, benevolent. <laughs> The word's benevolent. That's what I said. Yeah, you go benevolent. No, say it again. I said benevolent. Benevolent. That's what I said. Benevolent. Benevolent. <laughs> it, it's hard. Benevolent. I benevolent stranger. Benevolent. Yeah, a tough one. Benevolent stranger. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Benevolent. <laughs> It's a benevolent stranger. That's what I just said. Now you go benevolent. I just stumble it because yeah. I tried to read it six times in a row. Benevolent. <laughs> anyway, stranger. DKMS. Yeah. Are we going to do one for football? I'm glad, I'm glad you find it such a laughing matter. No, I don't find it laughing matter. I just say I, I, you take shots hopefully, at me. Well, yeah, Every hopefully. once in a while, I like to, to you know, I got to needle you a bit. Uh, hopefully one day uh, you're not in need of uh, of some blood. I think I might be, though, actually. So I hope uh, I hope I can find a benevolent stranger that uh, helps me out if, I, if nobody from work will help me out. <laughs> I hope there's a really nice stranger out there. Yeah, you better hope. I really need to hope. You're right. Absolutely. Meet somebody from work. Who's going to help you out? I don't know. You? You're going to donate blood for me? I don't know what kind of. Don't you have to have the? You have to have the same type too. I think. Um, I think O's the. Out of all the blood types, there's one that's more prevalent than uh, other ones. So, having a rare blood type would be really good. I was going to ask, have you done one thing for anybody at this station to uh, to make them uh, want to uh, to give you blood? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Corey and I did a golf show, but not enough for him to give me blood. No, like... I'd give you blood. If you know what, if you needed blood, I'd give you blood. Blood, blood replenishes itself, right? Maybe camera two, Drew. Would I give him blood? Would he give you blood? Mm, I think he'd want to, but in, when push comes to shove, his wife would say, "Don't give Cameron blood." <laughs> That's just an honest answer. I, I'd, I'd give him blood, though. I'd give you blood. I'd give you blood. I do believe you'd give me blood. I would. I do a lot of things. In Vegas, I took care of a lot of problems. I, I'm not I'm so a very sure. Loyal, I would, I'm a very I'm loyal not so person. sure I want the blood. But. That's another thing. I might be covered in Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky say, fried it's chicken yeah, oil. Say, yeah, let's like be I'm honest, basically yeah. giving you a, a thing. It's like blood parlayed with Crisco. Yeah, like I, don't, I don't, take it, don't take it the wrong way. But, but, yeah, if I have a choice between your blood and just a random stranger, I'm going to take, take my shot with a stranger. You might take the random stranger. Yeah, I, I can't. I believe. might get worse blood by doing it. But it's a good it's a good gamble. I might get worse, but exactly. I'm gonna bet on the stranger having better blood than me. <laughs> good pick, Gabe. <laughs> 
That's why whenever they ask anyone ever ask me uh, if I'm going to donate blood, I'm like, you don't want my blood. Trust me. Eh, it's not like you're really unhealthy or anything like that. It's like, listen, I don't even want my blood. All right, so <laughs> I I don't want my blood. So uh, yeah, I, I would like to try somebody else's blood. Maybe it'll make me feel better. Like Keith Richards uses uh, obviously like young people <laughs> young people's blood to keep him vibrant and ready to rock. Right? He can't be doing the things he's doing with his blood. He's getting good, clean blood, or else he found like a, the secret of uh, the fountain of youth. Yeah, that that's that's pretty pricey stuff, though, Cam. What to get special blood? Yeah, yeah I you, bet it would got cost to, yeah, a lot. you got to go to like a clinic in Switzerland, like thousands like of quart. Yeah. yeah, it sounds expensive. I was just saying today that you can buy uh, you can buy a, a second passport. You can become a citizen. Just I, cold cash of a couple of countries. I'm in the world. very interested. How much? Probably, I'm thinking a lot. Surprisingly enough, How you much? could become a citizen of Austria for. It's pretty pricey. Can I take a guess? Yeah. How much do you think they want? Fifty thousand euro. <laughs> More? A hundred? Two? What do you think? Like Austria is selling passports for fifty thousand dollars? Five hundred? Twenty-three point seven million dollars. God, are you kidding me? No. Oh my god! <laughs> fifty thousand. <laughs> I don't know what a passport, a dirty passport, goes for. Why don't I just go get one forged up the street for like two hundred bucks? Because it, uh, it won't end well for you. No, it won't end well. <laughs> So you're telling me, so this is a legit passport. Yeah, for that price, yeah. it's got to be flawless. Yeah, like if you have $23 million in the bank. $23 million. Yeah. That's a little bit. They'll steep. give you honorary. They'll give you a passport for Austria. Can I ask you a question, Gabe? Can yeah. I get a cheaper country? Yes, sir. What's uh, Scotland going to get me? Scotland. It's uh, got to be under a couple mil. Scotland uh, not selling uh, passports. No, no. <laughs> Austria is like a nice place to go, right? It's like, okay, yeah, I can handle that. <laughs> There's a couple other places, actually. Can you get me, give me the, the bargain list. Like, I want to go somewhere cheap, nice and cheap. Not $27 million. That's just That's just ridiculous, actually. That's stupid. All right. Um, yeah, here are the prices. I was looking at this, too. Huh. So, basically, you asked, what do you need a second passport for? Well, uh-huh. people, um, people with money. You never know when things they, might go wrong. Yeah, and they like country. to move money real quick. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suddenly. Go here, there, yes. Yes. And it's like, no, you can't prosecute me because I'm actually now a, a citizen, citizen of, this of this country. It's actually a great move for somebody uber rich. It is. This is where it is, where the super rich go to buy their second passports. So this is the new thing. Wealthy buyers are looking for security in case uh, their uh, local currency crashes government crashes, wartime. With many nations, the U.S. included, allowing legal residents uh, the chance to apply for citizenship after meeting criteria, only 10 countries permit outsiders to acquire citizen outright. All right, so... Um, Can we guess the countries? Austria's going to cost you. It's $23 million. Can I guess some of the other countries? Yeah, who else do you Switzerland. Think? Switzerland, no. No, really? Okay. No. Austria, Austria was a surprise. But basically, you have to invest in their in their country. Oh, it's a trade-off. Yeah, and they want a lot of investment. It's Twenty-three million dollars. Exactly. You better. That's re- keeping a riffraff up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the cheapest is uh, Antigua and Bar uh, Barbados. No, Barbuda. Bermuda. Barbuda. Barbuda. Yeah. Barbuda. Barbuda. Oh, not bar not bar bar no. Barbados or not Bermuda. No, Barbuda. Barbuda. Okay. Yeah. Barbuda. Huh, sounds nice. Barbuda, yeah. How much? Corporate tax, 0%. K 
capitals gain tax zero percent. I like where you're going. So basically, they just happen to have uh, have uh, the money in their banks there. How much for their passport? Hundred thousand dollars. I like that. That's more something we. Hundred thousand dollars, and yeah. you could become a citizen of Antigua. I like Antigua's nice, yeah. really nice. I hundred thousand dollars for uh, Dominica, not the Dominican Republic. No, Dominica. Dominica, yeah. St. Kitts and Nevis, $150,000. Great value. St. Kitts is nice. You can buy a Grenadian passport for 208000 Very nice country. A country that I've never heard of, Vanuatu. No, I don't know Vanuatu either. Vanuatu, uh, they're $226,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turkey, $1 million. No thanks. I don't yeah. like that deal, Turkey. That's a bad investment. $1 yeah. million for Turkey? Come on. Yeah, Come on. Tur- tur- I like this too. And then they tax you thirty five percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, well, you go just come to Canada. Just go to St. Lucia yeah. and they won't tax you anything. Exactly. Cyprus, two million three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. The only thing is you put all your money in a country like Barbuda or something like that. I mean let's be real. Like there's some sports books that there's a better chance that they'll be around than the bank of Barbuda That's, in 10 years. Like you're sort of just hoping that it's a gamble. Yeah. It's like betting on Bitcoin. You hope the Barbuda doesn't go belly up. Yeah, your boy jazz ripped me. He said, uh, I said, Bitcoin was going down. He said, you're a mush. It's up to 1500 Bitcoin. Fifteen thousand. Sorry, fifteen thousand. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Does it? How long do you think it's going to sustain? Fifteen hundred, and they're a lot of trouble. Oh yeah, big time. No, fifteen thousand. Like, where do you think? Do you think it'll get over twenty thousand? Yes. You do. Yeah. And by what? Uh, I don't know. What, Listen, I, I missed the boat. I missed the boat on Bitcoin. Yeah, a lot of people did. So. Um, a lot of people did. But there's a lot of serious people are still convinced. A lot of people are uh, still convinced uh, that uh, it's going to hit 200000 Really? Yeah. It'll eventually just really break through what about and all become a major little currency. little guys we were talking about, like anal coin in them. They, 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 don't really have a, they don't really have it going on. I think anal coin uh, investors uh, took it. Uh, they took a bath? They got reamed. Yeah, they anal coin got reamed. Yeah, no, I'm not. That's I'm, a good one. Yes. I was looking they for got, like they a, got screwed. No, reamed's good. Reamed actually, that, that fits the mold. Nah, I was looking for a good way of of putting it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Backdoor deals. I, I missed out on the cryptocurrency <laughs> craze. Yes, me too. Uh, we were we we were slow to uh, slow to the party. Yeah, get nothing. So it's funny we talked about earlier uh, Kiara Mia, the porn star. Remember we were saying with, uh, with, uh, with Garoppolo. Yeah, with Garoppolo. And I basically stated how she she sold him out, man. She threw him under the bus. She basically leaked the date. She yeah, leaked yeah. this to TMZ. He didn't have to do that. And and now, boom, instant uh, instant uh, popularity. Look, she's all over the internet again today. Uh, Kiara Kiara Mia talks about having sex now with him. Like he got played. He did. You gotta be very careful who you go out with these days because uh, a lot there's a these porn there's a lot yeah they're vultures. I'm telling you, man. they're they're financial publicity, right? So she knew. She goes, oh, I'm with this quarterback. Yeah, Fine, yeah. perfect for my career. Yeah, like if you're just some businessman or something, she's not tipping off TMZ, but she tipped yeah. off TMZ. She also tipped off just to make a point to let it know that she it wasn't dating him that she got hired. Right, it's kind of a bitchy thing to do. I agree. Yeah, I mean, she could have shut up about that. You're all right. You tipped off the media. Wasn't that enough? You had to sort of. But you know why she did that? To let the word out there to other sort of rich yep. celebrities, whatever, whoever that 
you know, I'm uh, I'm here. I'm available. I'm here for you. But the only thing is, how would you trust her? Now? I would never go with her she's because because str- you go out to dinner with her now, it. and look, she's on TMZ today she's talking screwed. about the she, dessert. Hey man, she screwed up because if she would have kept it low, she would have had a lot of Jimmy G's out there. Now, uh, yeah, but did she screw up? Because now her her strip club appearances go up, and her um, her uh, her time goes up. Yeah, I understand. You know I saying? understand that. But Gabe, she's now featured on TMZ. It's true, but I'm just saying your chance to go. To do it over time and to really milk it is a lot less if you screw people over. So you better get it while it's hot. You better make your money now, your strip club appearances now, because down the line, if you're going to screw people, that's not going to go well for you. Here's a weird story that uh, Wiley Coyote has just sent us. Yep. Seagram's Harris, Harris uh, Claire Bronfman, charged in connection with alleged sex cult, NXIVM. Broffman and five others accused of racketeering-related oper- operations of a cult-like pyramid group. A high-risk uh, into uh, Seagram's liquor fortune has been charged with racketeering in the United States in connection with the operation of a cult-like group who's been accused of sex trafficking. Yeah, this is some weird thing that I haven't really followed, man. Some serious- Seagram's heiress is among four arrested in sex cult in- investigation? Interesting. Wow. And she looks like a librarian. Like, yeah. look at her. That's the type you got to worry about. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like Hollywood actresses were trying to convince people. She's the daughter of Edgar Bronfman, the son of Sam Bronfman, who built the Montreal-based liquor distillery. Yeah, our buddy Griff, uh, who you know, Gabe, friend of the program, uh, he's high up. Uh, his dad was like a big Seagram's guy. Yeah, I was just, uh, my only concern here is, uh, I, I don't mean any, uh, you know, I, my concerns with the victims, of course. Yes. But don't want this to affect the uh, return of the Expos. Exactly. <laughs> yes. As uh, one of the Bronfmans is actually involved in this. Fortunately, not him. Um, I'm glad to see this. Yeah, you're right. You never know, huh? Never it's know. weird. Super, super rich, ultra that lady, billionaire sex clubs. That and, lady looks like the librarian that would, like, make you pay a fee that you forgot for 25 years. And we're talking about sex cults now? It's like that movie uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. Eyes Wide Shut. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Good weird, mo- weird stuff. Yeah, a lot of wacky stuff in that movie. You're right. Rich sex orgies. Yeah. There's a lot more of that stuff going on than you people think. I never get invited. That's the thing. I get invited to not even poor sex orgies. We get invited nowhere. Hey, guys. Poor sex orgies. Want to come to the sports book? Hey, guys. I got a horse running at Saratoga. Okay. Yeah. We're going to a sex orgy. Me and Gabe are going to the the, the black. Although I did. We did. We did tell the story about the time we spoke at a baseball banquet and there was this like military general there and they seem to be swingers, but I couldn't. Uh, it was just too bizarre. They asked you? No. I, I just sort of saw what was going on, and um, one of our friends seemed to be getting roped into it or something Ooh. like that. And swing. I was just thinking, man. Swing party. Yeah, it's all good now, man. You know, this guy has, like, the power to really, like, you know, he could blow your house up if you wanted to. It's a really good point. <laughs> he's like, he's guys, <laughs> guys in uniforms. Like, really? Yeah. You, you want to mess with you, that guy? You go to the bathroom with the wife? Like, you say, oh, no, no, it's cool. There are swingers. Like, Tip number one, if I'm going to swing, I'm not going to swing with a guy who's got, like, an arsenal of weapons. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, hey, hey, I just, I just had if sex with swing, your wife. Yeah. Hey, Cam, have you checked my closet out? Gun, 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 yeah, gun. If you're going to do gun. it, you yeah. don't do it with the guy that's in charge. Of like the Afghanistan yeah. <laughs> intrusion. <laughs> yeah. Hey Cam, just behind my blazer, there's a grenade box. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, man. I used to when I went to college. Actually, one of the guys in charge, uh, like one, they're called wards. You know, like your constituents, a local guy. Yeah, he was a swinger. He used to bang everybody. He was banging reporters. This that they had swinger parties. Nuts. 
Ted. His name was Ted. <laughs> I don't really have. I don't really have a good segue out of this. Nah, really right no, now. but a lot of swing. Basically, the so moral of the story. I was is, hoping the music would start. Well, I think we're like yeah. thirty seconds yeah. away. <laughs> moral of the story is: there's a lot more swingers out there than you think. <laughs> I guess would you not so. agree, Gabe? I guess so. You know what? I think I got to just start hitting on sort of like yeah, the real sort of the last people you would think exactly. It's kind of like what we talked about in, yeah. on your trip when the guy said, "There's more to love." Take that approach to it too. Look at a, look around and go, "Wow, that person looks like they'd be a real bookworm," and it's exactly. the total opposite. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you a story. Anyway. You're exactly the right. The music's not playing, so I'm gonna tell you a story. My, I, my buddy lived. I live, I live with this chick in a dentist office. She was the biggest like prude ever. Girl, she come out with those Japanese like silk robes you lived and stuff. With a girl that worked in a dentist office, yeah, or I, you lived? Yeah, I lived above a dentist okay. office with a chick who with a chick had the other room. She come out with these like leopard skin, like you know, like silk dresses and stuff like that. She's reading books all night. My buddy had the best sex of his life with that chick. He told me, just an animal. Anyway, and that's the thing, librarian type. Just we, the facts. We all need a librarian in our life. <laughs> well, well. Why? My bookie. My bookie Why AG. did I bet so wrong? My bookie. Who? What? My bookie.ag. That's right. Why? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Seeing that we are on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I wanted to bring up actually Amy Schumer stealing your gig. The rope should be trademarked. <laughs> bring it back. And the difference is if yeah. one of her fans tries to hang themselves on the stage like one of our fans uh, did, uh, she she actually has money to get sued for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the difference there. Good points. So uh, something I wanted to bring up uh, actually here is, um, so last year, uh, Christian McCaffrey had 117 carries, 435 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Ron Rivera says that uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be getting a much bigger workload uh, this year. Ron Rivera tells ESPN he wouldn't be surprised if McCaffrey reaches 200 carries uh, this uh, season, which is uh, nice to know. Nice. Thanks for tipping us off. Thanks, uh, Riverboat Ron. This is the last time we're telling anybody this so we can draft the kid. (laughs) 
I think he's good. So he, uh, like if he too. gets if he gets touches, he'll you know there's no reason uh, why he won't be successful. McCaffrey's dangerous. They say McCaffrey looks bigger and stronger uh, this year, and um, of course you know you know who the backup is now in Denver. C.J. Anderson. Yep. C.J. Anderson ain't stealing his job. I like C.J. Anderson, but C.J. Anderson is a is a situational sort of spot back. Like, C.J. Anderson's getting older. So in Carolina, he's just injury prone. And I'm going to tell you something. About I like C.J. Anderson no, running I like, back. I like he's a too. step slower. It's exactly. And what not, team? And what team has been doing the old Jonathan Stewart? Oh yeah. C.J. Anderson for, was like, born to be a enough, Panther. Enough, enough, enough. Well, like, now yeah. that's why they want to give McCaffrey the ball. That's right, because it didn't work the other way. That's the thing. Like that, that, that running back by committee stuff that's been going on in Carolina in a long time. It's not the way to go. I mean, a pretty good, versatile rookie season, though, Cam. Oh, he's 100, 117 carries. He caught 80 passes. He returned 22 punts. Pretty, pretty versatile player. But uh, now he's going to get some more touches, and he's bulked up in preparation for the hits that he's going to take. Exactly. Uh, you know, Carolina. I don't know what to make of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'm kind of done with them, you know. It took me a while, but finally. And now, i got to be honest, they're probably going to be good this year. They seem to have this pattern of... Cam Newton seems to bounce back every year after a bad year. Like, there is a you know pattern. What? They might be like the Washington Capitals when they just go and disappoint and disappoint and disappoint. Then the one year, they're like, oh, my God, they're actually – they slipped past this team. They got momentum. If Newton plays better, they're a good team. I don't know, though. But they're, they're older. They are older. You know what I mean? They've, they've, they're older, yeah. They haven't, like, stockpiled young talent over the years. Like, they, there's not – there hasn't really been a great transition with, uh, with the Panthers. You know, like um, – Greg Olson. Greg Olson's good, but you're counting on Greg Olson. Funches. Like, that's the thing. Like, their receivers. They're getting old. Like, their receivers I mean, don't no, scare anybody. I'm not anybody. saying Funches is old, but, yeah, they're wide receivers. They drafted uh, that uh, the first-round pick, though. DJ Moore went to Carolina. Yeah, And he's going to be the best. Like, he's going to be he's probably. Good. He, he could that's be That's going to be probably the best fantasy receiver, I think, because he's going to get the ball early and often, I believe. Let's check in with their depth chart. Carolina? Oh, Carolina. I don't know, man. Carolina, you just said it, too. They they're, they go as far as Cam Newton takes them. And Cam Newton could be really, you know, it doesn't feel like they were 11-5 and five last year, does it? No. It feel, I, <laughs> they actually feel like a 9-7 and seven team. 11, if they were 11-5, and five, yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel right. No. No, I say fake news. Not true. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, they, they made the playoffs. If I you know. remember, they lost to New Orleans. No, they lost to the Saints. Yeah. They battled for a bit And it was a game. close game. Yeah, no, but yeah. this, they, and they made key mistakes in that game, and the Saints just, yeah, they just outscored them. Carolina was actually If you remember scoring. that game, what the downfall was Cam Newton got killed. Yeah, he did. He got, like, two dudes sacked him at once. No, he, got, he fumbled he the got, ball. He got like, smashed. Yeah. He got smashed. That's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah, you got Cam Newton, Garrett Gilbert, Devin Funches, and right, Tory Smith they brought in. That's it. They brought in T- Tory Smith. Yeah. All right, he'll catch like a bob a game or something. DJ Moore. Listen, a Curtis Samuel kid Curtis was Samuel's young. Curtis Samuel's all right. Yeah, that's the thing. Ohio State's Curtis So when Curtis I say Samuel, they don't have any yeah. young players, all right, he's a young player. But you know what I mean? Like, the roster's not bursting with youth. No. Like, Cam, the Baltimore Ravens, bro, are bursting with youth right now. Like, the Ravens are, like, two years away from, like, taking that division over. Like, when you're, you know, a lot of people, the casual fan, you know, doesn't pay attention to training camp, doesn't pay attention to preseason. I'm talking about the average preseason, whatever. It's important. It's very important. But also, if you're betting and you've been doing this your entire life, like, basically, 
you do your own scouting reports. So basically, next year, let's say, or let's say in two years, but I think next year it starts to hit. When people are all surprised, oh, the Baltimore Ravens are really good, we'll already be ahead of the curve cap. Yep. We're going to know they're going to be really good in a year. And it's something to keep our eye on going into the Hall of Fame game next week as the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Harbaugh brought it up. He goes, we better be good. He goes, we've had 30 draft picks in the last three years. And he basically stated, I've never had so much talent on the field before. Now, he doesn't have the Ray Lewis's and the Ed Reeds that he's had in the past, but they've been stockpiling talent, and the Baltimore Ravens are a very good scouting department. Look, they, don't, they don't mess up draft picks. Look how much. deep. Like, the receiving core runs pretty deep, too. You go Crabtree, Brown, and then you got Sneed, Chris Moore, Perriman. Like, there's some guys there. They're a dangerous team this year. Nick Boyle, he's good. He's decent tight end. Max Williams, the I was thing waiting is, for. And Joe Flacco... Joe Flacco's actually pushed for the first time in his career now. He's aware. He's got one year left on his contract, yep. and they drafted a quarterback. The yep. writing's on the wall. It's Lamar Jackson time in a couple of years, for sure. Yeah, so, and um, Lamar Jackson looked great, supposedly, in camp. He's got a lot of, he's got a chip he's on his He's looking good. You know what? He's got a chip on his shoulder. He got some time with the, the ones, and he's looked good, and they're very excited about Lamar Jackson. But Flacco... Flacco's in better shape than he is uh, suddenly. Flacco's an enigma, too. Does Flacco, I mean, does Flacco suck? I don't think Flacco sucks. I don't think Flacco sucks. People, he, people make fun of Flacco a lot because I think his name, the way he looks, the eyebrow, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he looks like Bert from Sesame Street. Yeah, he's never, he always has sort of just a kind of confused. He's been confused? Yeah, he never smiles, you know what I mean? He just sort of has that aloofness to him. <laughs> But generally, the perception is Flacco sucks. Guys won a Super Bowl. Bless you. Like, if Thank I you. ask people, what do you think of Joe Flacco? They'll he, be like, oh, he sucks. No, he doesn't suck. He's an average quarterback. He's never really had great wide receivers. No, he hasn't. You know what I mean? You look at the wide. Like, you just brought it up with Baltimore's talent that they have now. This is the best Baltimore talent that they've had at the wide receiver position in a couple of years. Yep. I mean, last year, Cam, they were basically hoping Mike Wallace would be the guy. Yeah. No. You know what's crazy? Like, Mike Wallace caught, like, a bomb on, like, the first, in the first, <laughs> I think it was, like, the first touchdown of the year, dude. And I didn't drive. I was like, oh, I should have drafted. You know what I mean? Then after, you know, not, nothing happened. But they're, they're a year or two away, the Baltimore Ravens, especially on defense. They're, they've stockpiled young talent on defense. Like, you figure the Ravens yeah, like, would look do, at these. Look at the, like, T-Suggs is old, but you got, like, C.J. Mosley now. Like there's a lot like Michael Michael Pierce like they yeah like you look at them Gabe they're good and take a look at the, actually they're secondary they got Weddle Jefferson Carr and Smith it's pretty good yeah Marlon Humphrey's a backup yeah. to bring in a nickel and dime situation like there's some good like no, their good, defense, good collegiate players they're they drafted well their defense should be pretty pretty damn good and, now and I'd say their special teams is one of the best in the league you know it's a problem for them last year Cam if you look at their passing statistics you look at their defense last year all right. They, um, their defense is good. They're, um, they were ranked 11th passing. They only gave up 213 yeah, yards a game. That's good. It's good, but, but they could be even better. Yeah. They were without Jimmy Smith for most of the time. And Jimmy Smith, Cam, is one of these weird numbers where when he's in the lineup and he's not in the lineup, it's insane. 
Like yeah. he's he's really good. People don't realize how good that Jimmy Smith cornerback is. Oh, he's amazing. On um, Baltimore, he's an elite cornerback. Colorado Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So when he's not there, it sort of it weakened them. But now they're going to have him. And now you got Brandon Carr on the other side. You've yep. got Marlon Humphrey in here to come in on nickel and dime situations. You got Eric Weddle, a veteran. Yep. They have a nice mix here. Like I said, I you know I'm not saying they're ready to knock Pittsburgh off right now. They're close, but they could. I think Pittsburgh, like they could. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's been hanging on by thread. They're they're not going to be hanging along. This is what I want to say. And you look him too. Sorry, I was going to say, yep. but the wide receivers. I told I Crabtree can still play. Brown's deep. John Brown, a kid from Arizona that had the uh, what the heart issues. He can motor though when healthy. You know, I don't know about him, man. He's you know what I mean. But he then has, he got Snead, Moore, Paramount, I like, all sorts of guys. Yeah, I like the Snead uh, signing, bringing him in from New Orleans. Uh, Perriman's a guy. We'll see what Perriman can bring to the table uh, for them now that he's been in the league for a couple of years as well. So, you know, the, the problem with Baltimore is that win total is pretty high. I thought maybe we could get a break. It was like, oh, maybe everyone thinks Baltimore sucks and I, I can get a seven and a half or even an eight or something like that. What but, is it, eight and a half? Yeah, it's eight and a half. Yeah, well, they won nine. They were, Gabe, they were nine and seven last year. And take a look at the stats. You said it. Offensively? 27th in rushing. They only averaged 106. Like, like overall, they're, sorry, their offense, sorry, their offense was 27th overall, 11th in rushing, de- like 29th in passing. They threw for 189 yards a game. That sucks. Defense, though, 12th. That's the thing, and the defense is getting better. That's so with, thing, with a little though, bit of offense, I think Baltimore could win 9 or 10 games. It's a good point, though. They didn't really address the ground game, did they? Is Alex Collins good? Seattle cut him. Buck Allen's okay. They seem to think Kenneth he Dixon's is. Kenneth good. No, what? Kenneth Dixon has to step up. That's a guy. When you yeah, but they have Dixon all these guys that Louisiana have had chances yeah, to step up true. and haven't. It's true. Dixon's had a chance to step yes, up. Yes, he has. Buck Allen's had a chance to step Alex up. Collins, Alex Collins. Alex Collins had some good games though. So they think they like Collins. He averaged four point six yards yeah. a carry. He played great for them. He comes in. Um, he comes in. He's number one on the depth chart uh, right now. 2016 fifth-round pick. He was released by the Seahawks at the end of uh, the preseason last year. Uh, Double-digit carries in each of his last 12 football games. Finishing the year with 212 carries, 973 yards. 4.6 yards a carry? 4.6 yards. That's what you look for. Six touchdowns? It's good. 23 catches for 100. uh, He fumbled four times. That's the thing. That's the thing about Alex Collins. Seattle got rid of him. He's got, like, he fumbles through Seattle. That's why they got rid of him. Yeah. Because Alan Coll- Alex Collins was a good back, but he fumbled and fumbled and fumbled. And I'll tell you something, Harbaugh, if they're in a key situation, that's why they're going to have to mix it up with Buck Allen. And whether He'll still be the main guy, but they have to be smart because the guy's got fumbleitis. You can't, can't, run, him into, <laughs> you can't run him into the ground, Marenzi. Arkansas Razorback. Yeah, Alex Collins. Yeah, he is no, a, he's a Razorback. Arkansas. He was great. Good, good, good SEC back. Arkansas's got, uh, that's the one thing that that idiot coach did up there. He got some good running backs. Sure did. He did. McFadden went to Arkansas too, did he not? Yeah, yeah, they got. Yeah, Arkansas's guys. had some decent. They, they, backs. they have had some good backs, but they also they they also got some real bad bad stuff going on there too. I was going to say, yeah, there's also <laughs> the Razorbacks also suck pretty. You no, know there's the a high level of the ball. There's oh. a high level of Razorback players you'll notice who get drafted who are out of the league in two years. Yep. 
Look at the Jonathan Williams kid, the Bills draft. Exactly. This kid, man, he rushed for like seven touchdowns. He looked like an Arkansas back. He was running people over in the NFL. Then, We're like, oh, man, one of these Arkansas backs, he's doing it in the NFL. Then he's done. Whatever, dude. He was out of the league a year <laughs> later. Know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Like, just, and no one even knows. People are just like, listen, don't tell you. It's weird. He's, it's weird. Like, basically, from weird stories with chicks to cough syrups yeah, yeah. to just weird southern shit you know what i mean yeah. that he they play themselves out of the league like mcfadden's one of the rare guys that sort of hung around from arkansas i'm telling you arkansas guys always get drafted and two years later they're done and people are like uh the guy was a nut job I'll you know you. well you watch a lot of sec football their defense is horrid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, like they're losing games 52-4. They'll score. Arkansas can score with you, but, God, their defense sucks. Actually, one of their best their coach players out so of that school. Though. Yeah, he's a moron. Now they got the coach over. Ken Hamlin. That. Ken Hamlin was a good Razor Chad back. Chad Morris went over from SMU. Yep. Ken the Hammer Hamlin, great Razor back. They're projected to be uh, – yeah, who's the best, the best Razor back players? You'd have to say McFadden. Yeah, uh, Arkansas. I'll, I'll think. I, I, for defensively, I think Hamlin was very good. I thought as a Seahawk fan, I think he was an amazing player for a lot of years. Uh, Ryan Mallett. Mallett. He, no, he's done nothing. I'm not. I'm just saying he's been in the NFL. That's for what I'm years. saying. Like this is not good game. This is like if we're looking at best basket, best Arkansas Razorback uh, quarterbacks. Okay, here we go. Quarterbacks ranked. Well, they've never had good no, quarterbacks. No, they haven't had good quarterbacks. Trying to find best Arkansas. <laughs> you know when Matt Jones is your no- Matt Jones, Ryan Mallett, Tyler Wilson. No, this is a train wreck. Actually, they re- Joe Ferguson went the dark. He, why is he number four? He's way better than these other guys. This this poll sucks. I don't even believe it anymore. It's got to be a mistake. Joe Ferguson. Yeah, four. He was, yeah, he was good. He's better than Matt Jones, Ryan Mallett, yes. Tyler Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Ferguson, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, this is stupid. Brandon Allen. Sean uh, Sean Andrews, offensive lineman, was yeah, good. Yeah, he is. I was going to say, there's been some, you know, you know who we're missed out here on? Who? Well, Dan Hampton went to Arkansas. Oh, but, you know, the, the killer? Yeah, but we're going back into the, the we're 70s more for the, the Bears. Yeah, Billy Ray <laughs> Smith, remember defensive line with the San Diego Chargers. He was yep. good. He was Arkansas. But guy we didn't bring up, actually, probably maybe the best player on this list, I would say. Steve Atwater. Oh, Steve Atwater is amazing. Steve Atwater was an Arkansas Razorback. He was damn good. Yeah. Oh, Steve Atwater is a wicked, wicked player. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? he yes, be, he is he, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If he isn't, he should be. Yeah, he will. He will be. <laughs> he isn't. Is Sean Andrews, longtime offensive lineman. He, he had a very successful career. Ryan Mallett's hung in the league for a while. Felix Jones, yeah, he's yeah. all right. Left, oh, I remember early. Barry Foster. Yeah, Barry Foster had a couple good years, old Steeler. Yeah, but just like we were just talking about, didn't he, like, play himself yes, out of the league he, with weird stuff? He did. <laughs> like, wasn't he, like, it's like, oh, he's doing coke or whatever. I don't know what it was. Like, I forget what it was with him, but he played himself out of the league. A lot of bad stuff going down at Little Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest creep of all down there, Bill Clinton. Creeper. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. You want to win your fantasy football league? Yep. Go to the best source of information that you can find. That's rotoexpert.com. Senior writer Jake Seeley. Undisputable fact. No other fantasy football analyst in the industry. He's a better player ranker and accuracy expert than the all-in kid. In 2017, Jake Seeley was the number one draft accuracy ranker in the entire industry. Is verified by fantasypros.com and has been a consistent top three ranker throughout his distinguished career. If you want uh, to be the best, you've got to go with the best. Get Jake Seeley's 2018 Fantasy football rankings now in a rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package. Enter promo code winner at checkout for a special discount. That's a promo code winner Winner for a special discount. Rotoexperts.com promo code winner. Curious to see where he's got uh, Christian McCaffrey. Probably pretty high. I always mess up Christian McCaffrey's name, though. I always get him confused. What do you call him? Well, uh, he's got a brother, Dylan, who's a quarterback. Yep, Dylan McCaffrey. Yep. And uh, there was the father, Easy Ed. Yeah, Ed. Easy Ed had good hands. Yeah, yeah. Great I called Bronco. Christian Ed quite a few well, times. Oh, yeah, he's Ed McCaffrey. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, Ed McCaffrey though. He's really um, he's he's got he's got quite the family of football players. I think there's like a third one too. He's got good breeding, good good athletic genes. I don't know where Dylan is right now though. What Dylan McCaffrey? Yeah. Uh, is Ed still like? Is he involved in anything, or is he just like a father now? Like, is he like no, with yeah, anybody else? Just, yeah, yeah. Because man, he was. Dead. I used to. Think I used to. All right, so no, Seattle. he's still on Michigan. All right, he didn't tap out. Michigan's Dylan McCaffrey, confident despite quarterback additions. Yeah, yeah. On Michigan quarterback competition, yeah. There was a thought process that there was a thought process because. Um, Shea Patterson transferred to Michigan that uh, Dylan McCaffrey would split. but um, No, he's sticking around. Yeah, he's hanging in here to battle. Guess he likes the team. You know, and it's funny, too, because um, Michigan faithful were very excited to see Dylan McCaffrey play. He was actually the number one high school quarterback in the nation coming out of, uh, he was living up there in Denver. Really? In the Denver yeah. area with his father. Yeah. And he was the number one uh, high school quarterback, and Michigan got him. But Harbaugh, we talked about it earlier. Harbaugh doesn't really have the honeymoon's over. Harbaugh makes like twelve million dollars a year. Yes, like he's got to win, and I think they think that Shea Patterson's quite frankly better than Dylan McCaffrey. You know, McCaffrey's never played in college before. They've seen Patterson light up the SEC, and Patterson was the number one quarterback before. So, like you know, for people, that's what I'm saying. Like Harbaugh is not getting canned this year. He's not getting canned at all. But I'm saying, though. You've got to give him a chance, and now yeah. it's real. Dude, he's got two of the top quarterbacks in the country on his roster. If they right? lose to Ohio State this year and next year, he's done. Yeah. He'll definitely yeah. be gone. Like, he'd like have to win next year. He has year. a two-year window. Well, look. The, because he's the, got the game, quarterback. The game, the game against Ohio State this year is yep. at Columbus. Ooh, that's, that's, buy, that's a tough game That's going to buy him, buy him. Another year. But you're right. If he loses the game at Columbus this year. And they lose next year to end the year 
at, at Michigan, at, at Ann Arbor, bye bye against Ohio State, yeah, and he's all for five. That's, that's you're the done. Go, that's the going away yeah. part. Yeah, you're done. I agree. That's what it is. It's just like there you, actually is a hell of a lot of pressure on Harbaugh this year. Their schedule's ridiculous. When you look at other teams in that conference, like you say, look that's at all the, the thing that if, if you if yeah, that's a thing too. If you're Michigan and you're playing this ridiculously hard schedule already in the Big Ten, you don't need to schedule these other games. You're going to make the playoffs. We see these other teams do it. You know what I mean? Everybody plays patsies in week one. Look what Alabama does. You know, there's no need. They have a Louisiana Monroe. Then they play Colorado State, beat them like 45. Like, you understand that even Colorado State's like a good day. You have patsies on your schedule. Because you need them, Gabe. When you're gonna, when you're getting into the Iron Bowl, Alabama that schedule. Alabama will play. Alabama will play in these big first games. You know, they played. I think it was Virginia Tech last no, year. I'm just week saying. One. I'm just saying. They played Michigan the year before. That's true. I'm talking midway through the schedule. They have cream puffs but in you're between. Right. You're right. Alabama will generally play one sort of mid-tier out of conference game. And then you're right. Later in the Georgia season, Southern. Uh, they they do like packing some cupcakes here. Yeah, they play UL. Well, they got they got Arkansas State. Yeah. In week two, they got they get Lafayette. So it looks like yeah. they're playing the Sun Belt this exactly. year. Exactly. And then they always have that weird one before they play Auburn. Yeah, here the Citadel. Yeah. Oh yeah, great. The Citadel. Oh my buddy. How many points do I get with the Citadel? Probably about Six, four, probably about fuck uh, uh, four forty five or can, so. Can I get fifty two? <laughs> yeah, the Citadel. That's the best. They nearly dropped the F bomb there, uh, but I, know we, I combined the four with the F. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say probably about F in forty five points. points. <laughs> <laughs> so look, week one. Look, Louisville play Alabama in week one this year. Uh, last check, we're getting twenty six and a half with yeah. the Ville. Uh, I'm leaning Ville. I, I, yes, but Alabama don't don't come up to me when the final score is like fifty two to. No, Alabama, Alabama doesn't really run the score up in these games. What you have to do leading into this, for I'm telling dead serious when you cap this game, is you're just going to have to read up and find out what the relationship is like between Nick Saban and Bobby Petrino. I've made a lot of money over the years by knowing this stuff. Yeah. A good example is when Fresno went in there last year. Fresno State went in there. They were only getting like 24 or something like that. 25, 23 and a half, whatever it was. And I remember everybody was like, Alabama can name their score against Fresno State. It's like, yeah, they can, but he doesn't. I'm telling you, Nick Saban's like 6-20 and 20 against the spread. The last 26 games against non-conference teams when favored by 20 or more points. All right? I guarantee this. And you look at the coaches, and it's funny. He talked about how um, he doesn't know Pat Hill, but uh, a lot of respect for him. Or... Um, yeah. It was Pat Hill and then uh, last coach. year. Who was the uh, the guy, the former Cal coach? He was with the uh, he was at the BC Lions too. Ted Tedford, Jeff Tedford. Yeah, he was talking about horrible how, job with the Lions. I know that was one of the worst experiments ever. Actually, yeah, and it's weird. He, he went was, back to college and he did very well. That's what I'm saying. Like some guys just don't get the Canadian football league. No. Tedford should have with his mind. I thought he'd do a lot better. Like it's very. You odd. figure you're right. Jeff Tedford's Jeff. offense in the Canadian football yes. league. You figure like yes. on paper you'd be like, yeah, this yeah. guy would be really good yeah, at this but league. You're right. It was but, an absolute train wreck. Yeah, but Jeff Tedford has he ever coached defense in his life? No. College and pro football are two different things, Cam. Yeah, they really are. It's just it's a different world. So, anyways, as I was saying about uh, Saban, he was talking about how he respects Tedford and he likes him, and I don't know him personally, but I respect him. He's been coaching forever. 
i.e., I'm not running the score up. up, You know what I mean? Another thing with Nick Saban is in Alabama, he actually schedules a lot of these games. So we'll have to do our research on this, Cam, but... I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Lafayette or whatever, there's always a reason why he books a team. He played Colorado State a couple of years ago. That's right. Jim McElwain yep. was one of his guys. Exactly. When one of his assistants leaves, he'll come and play their team. He books them. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if an assistant left a couple of years ago and went to university, they'll pop up on the schedule now. Because he'll figure, you know what, I'm going to help this guy out. They're going to get the old $2 million to yeah. come to Tuscaloosa to lose. Yeah. It's a paycheck it's a, game. You know what? It's a win-win. Yeah, it's a paycheck game. And I'm not going to run the score up on you because I'm buddies with you. And secondly, too, um, you know, I know I, I read a lot about this stuff, right, especially about Saban, Nick Saban. I know a lot about him. And, and Nick Saban was talking about how even, like, they were talking about how intense Alabama practices are. And they were saying that, you know, the practices are worse than the games. Right, for the most part, Alabama cruises through eight of their ten games. They play Auburn, and they have one other tough if one. You, you know what you, I mean? If you play in practice, tough, this is why they don't win easy. the championship yeah. all the time. They're more beaten down. They're almost like yes. the Patriots. Yes. They get there, but once they're there, yeah. they're not better. It's sort of a crapshoot. You know what I mean? So Nick Saban was talking about it, and I guess there were a couple of weeks in a row, and it was great. Bama didn't cover. Right, Bama were laying these monster points. Yeah. They didn't cover, and someone sort of asked Saban, "What's wrong? You know what I mean? You guys aren't blowing teams out like you do, you can or you do." And he said, "Nothing's wrong." And Nick Saban, the guy's a brilliant coach, Kim. He basically stated, "He said, guys, it's a long season." He goes, "You go to the playoffs and you play in a national championship. You know, you're talking about 14 football games. Yeah, or 15 games now." You know, with the 12 plus the 2 and the 1. And then if you go, yeah. Yeah, or no, 14, actually. So there's the semifinal and the final, exactly. Yeah, so 14, so four, tops. 14 games 14 now. tops, yeah. So he was like, you know, you play 14 games. And sometimes they play that extra game, right? So he's like, he said, you play, basically, it's like an NFL season now. And he said, my players will have a mutiny and basically turn on me if I yell at them every day for 14 weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Like even say, people think Saban's his big hard ass, no, but he actually he's is actually smart about. He it. understands when to put the pressure and when to back off. Isn't that like Belichick? So yeah, so, no, Belichick's just an just, asshole he's all, 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 all the time. Around. Yeah, Saban's actually a nicer guy than Belichick. So Saban knows I can't yell, I can't freak out at practice when we're playing Fresno State. I'm going to save that when we're playing LSU. Yeah, LSU week, I'm going to run you guys into the ground. Like, we're going hard, and, you know, there's a zero tolerance acceptance of mistakes in practice this week. And I'm not saying they let mistakes happen when they're playing other games, but he's not as crazy, and he sort of backs off in these spots, and then, therefore they don't they don't cover. It's just yeah. knowing the situation, smart coaching, yeah. knowing how to pace, pace your football Game, team, he, right? He would, he would be an idiot to run them into the ground that touch when you have games against Auburn and, and SEC opponents, right? They, that's just that's just smart coaching. He's been there, done that. That's why all Saban's a bright guy. Every Alabama player that ever gets to the NFL always says that the practices are easier and like life's easier in the NFL than it is in Alabama. <laughs> that's that's that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, like they if don't. You go yeah. to a league up and you're like, this is this is great. That's good. That's good on good. Like coaching NFL because pro coaches they don't have time for that stuff. No. Like, a pro coach really doesn't talk to a player that often. You talked about Dick. Hey, 54! Yeah, but exactly, like the the assistant coaches do. 
You know what I mean? The, the offensive line coach is the one that's talking to the O-line. I need you to do this, man. We looked at the tape. That's not the head coach. The head coach like an executive. He doesn't talk to these people, right? And so um, there's sort of there's like a, dis, a disconnect in, in the NFL. The NFL, they're like, listen, we paid you. When you show up on Monday – you know, or Tuesday for practice. Be ready. We expect you to know the playbook. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not holding your hand here. If you don't, we'll trade you, and you won't be on this team anymore. Like, you're not – we're not babysitting you. In college, like, Saban's on them every yeah. day. Do you know what to do here? Do you know what, you know what I mean? It's – you know, you've, I've seen it, man, with McDermott. McDermott, like, tells a player, like, three times something, and if the player doesn't get it after that, you're on his list, yeah. man, and you're going to be out of there. Doggos. Like, they, they, they have the second-round draft pick, Cam, out of Alabama. I forget the kids. There's so many of them. Um, it wasn't Reuben Foster. It was the other kid. Second-round draft pick, Buffalo Bills, a couple of years ago. Badass linebacker out of Alabama. And he wasn't getting it. He wasn't picking it up. And he was basically fourth on the depth chart. He was a second-round pick. And McDermott was like, listen, he's not – he doesn't – I don't care if he's a second-round He doesn't round anticipate pick. the ball as much as a guy in the practice roster. He doesn't get it. And I know it was a funny video because the buddy was wearing um, – he had the uh, the visor on, the tinted visor, black. The, the, so all black. Yeah. And McDermott says, he goes, man – he goes, I got to say, man, you really do look cool in that thing. But he goes, I got to wonder if you can see because you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> Too dark of a tint? Yeah, so like McDermott. <laughs> That's a good point. McDermott basically said, listen, the thing listen you look cool, bro, yeah, out here, yeah, but yeah. you're not making plays. Yeah. So, yeah. He said, he came up to him. He goes, man, I got to say, you look really cool. But he said it like, <laughs> like basically like he meant it. Yeah. He goes, man, that's badass. He goes, man, I wish you and I played. Oh, yeah. man, that's really cool looking. But then he, you know, little, little coach, he's like, yeah. but. He goes, but I wonder if you can see, because, <laughs> you know, you're not. And he goes, I keep telling you to do this. And, like, McDermott, basically, like, McDermott was, like, a linebacker safety in college. So he's one of these yeah. hands-on, like this. He looks like he's pretty tough. He's like, I want you to put your hands like this. I keep telling you this. And, you know, you look at the Bills' defense, they're damn good. They are. You know, because they play. They all, you know, they listen to him. But, you know, he's kind of a dictator, McDermott in a sense that he's let a lot of good talent go because he doesn't like the, you know, Darius and look, we didn't draft Josh Rosen because it didn't fit the orchard's park mold. It's not a McDermott type of tough guy. Right. See, that's, the, that's, that's a problem. You know, McDermott was the that's um, a problem. McDermott was the, uh, was the high school wrestling champion of the United States national champion. He puts people in pretzels. He's that good of a wrestler. Yeah. So like he's he's a smaller he just dude. Just won his state and then crushed everybody else. Yeah. So he's, national. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of these, like he's ripped and stuff. He's a bulldog. Yeah. So like he's, it's not like dealing with Dick Geron or Mike Malarkey. Like you know what I mean? A nice man. Yeah. McDermott's like, listen, I'll kick the shit out of you if I have to. Yep. Like if if Are you, you want if you you know if you got an attitude with me, like what you want to go. Yeah. Like he's one of these type of guys, right? Like he's a little. You want like to say go? he's like a little pit bull, right? Yeah. Like so he's yeah. not scared to get in these guys' faces yeah. because they know they're like this guy's crazy. They know he's a red. Like they're like, yeah. man, yeah, he's nuts. Like he's, 
you know, you imagine McDermott's one of these coaches, Cam, who shows up before the players do, lifting weights yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I'm crushing you guys. Yeah. Come on. I just yeah, I just yeah. lifted 37 did, reps. What the hell are you doing, I did 42 Lorenzo? squats, you pussy. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, yeah, but he can back it up, yes, right? Because he, he can walk into yeah. the weight room and go to Lorenzo Alexander. Exactly. I did 42 squats this morning, Lorenzo. I'm six years older than you. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Exactly. Right? Like, he can get in their face. He practices what he preaches. The Bills players like him. You know, but you know, that's what we talk about. It's just a different. There's a different, uh, different approach to coaching in college, man, and in the NFL. Very rare the college guys ever work. The NFL, the best thing that you said. How does Steve thing, Spurrier do? Oh, horribly, terrible. It was an embarrassment. Even Chip Kelly got ran out of the league quickly. Hey, Butch Davis was good. He was had less to work with. So now you got Harbaugh, which is yeah. the opposite. He goes from the NFL to college. It's very strange. He was in, in, you know, college He was a before. successful an NFL coach. But now he goes back to college again. And so. it might not be. Like, if me, that's the thing. And he's getting his ass handed that's to him by a college guy yeah. in Urban Meyer. It's like, right? hey, man, where, where are the 49ers gigs? Like, you know what I mean? That's, yes. Like, is Har- Harbaugh might be a better NFL coach. Yeah. College coach. Might be. He runs a pro-style system in college, and it often doesn't work. <laughs> Very true. They'll beat Notre Dame in week one. Minus two and a half? Yeah, I think you know, it's going to be tough. I think Notre Dame are overrated. Notre Dame's win total is nine and a half. I don't see how they get to ten games. They have a vicious schedule, Notre Dame. People love Notre Dame this year. I know. I, I don't. I, I'm getting like reports saying they can make a run for the national championship. Yeah, but I, I don't. Like, slow down, man. I don't get why like it's over the top of that the, they're this and that. They're tough games. They play Michigan, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Northwestern, Florida State, and USC. That's a murderer's row. All they got to do is lose three, three games on this schedule, and you win your bet. They'll lose three times.